podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Don't forget to vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards from the link in our bio. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're in Chelsea, Kensington, somewhere in London. Uh, brilliant lunch we've had here with uh, Frank Warren, Bob Arum and Tyson Fury. Uh, yeah, good day, Frank. That's a tough question. What are you referring to there? That's another tough question. Okay, I think you're talking about uh, some of Eddie Earn's comments recently. Um, obviously, we did an interview with him. Coogan did an interview with him um, after the purse bid. Uh, the first one he's done on IFL, and he said that um, when I speak to yourself, Bob or, Fra- uh, or, or Tyson, we ask soft questions. Um, so I, I went to him in a, a few days later and said, anything that I want or you want asked rather to Frank, to Bob or Tyson, um, I'll do so. But then he said he doesn't watch interviews and, and, he's, and he doesn't, he's not bothered anyway. So I'm guessing you're referring to that, Frank. You mean he, do- he doesn't watch those interviews that he refers to? He constantly refers to little kids and monkeys. You know, at the end of the day, how can I put it? Um, did he say he had any questions to ask? I think you asked him, didn't you? So I was told, is there any uh, questions he w- you need to ask me? I did say to him in the interview, anything you want to ask. And obviously, if he said it on camera, I'd have to go and then ask you. And I'd happily do that. Anytime I've got to pull you up on something, I'll, I'll do anyways. But um, yeah, he did say that. Um, that he wants questions asked of you and we only grill him. Um, but then, no, there wasn't any questions, if I'm being honest. There wasn't anything for me to put to you. But I've got some questions anyway. So. I'm sure you have. Um, I've got some questions. But that don't stop me having, having to ask some questions. I mean, he gets a soft ride from Coogan every time. I mean, Coogan, I think there's well, no secret in the trade, is it? They go back a long time and they're big buddies. But irrespective of that, um, you should, you know, I've got Coogan. I want to ask him... Um, how many subscribers in the UK does the zone have? Those are questions. We can ask him that. You should ask him that next time. You should ask him, um, you know, what does he think about now that uh, the deal he's telling everybody that was going to happen between uh, BT and the zone didn't happen? Did, did anybody ask him that question? And how does he feel now? All these fights are going on a on um, on an app. Yeah, Coogan did ask him about that uh, report, you know, where it said BT and Discovery were doing a joint venture and DAZN won't be to- taking over BT. Um, and he said that was above his board. That wasn't a boxing thing. That's well, above station. telling everybody. I bet he told you they were taking over, did he? He didn't, to be fair. He, he didn't, didn't, he didn't want to comment. Well, he's told a few other people. But in respect to that, it's not happened. So why don't you just worry about his business and let us worry about ours. And like I said to you a long time, the world goes round. No one can tell me about, um, you know, how, how tough it is for the zone and, and whatever. We run Box Nation. I mean, it's his 11th year now. It's in. We did that, walked away years ago, and it's hard. It's a tough, tough gig to, you know, to, to, to work it through. And, you know, you have to finance it. The money doesn't come within. It comes from outside sources and families and so forth. And he's been very lucky that he's had... Salem Blavinvik, who's been at this stage, has put up fortunes. I mean, I think when he launched his own in the States, he said that they had a, a billion dollars to take over boxing. All the fighters were going to sign with him. I mean, I don't know what he's, how many subscribers do they have in America? I, I have no idea. They haven't made any stars. I mean, he's just got to keep hoping that 
Salim Blavnik is going to keep funding funding him. I mean, how much per buck that he's put in or per pound he's put in, has he got in value of, of building, you know, big-name fighters? Well, is that something that DAZN would release, the amount of subscribers in the US or in the UK? Ask them. Their accounts are, or their, their accounts are late. They're supposed to fold their accounts. I mean, it's a matter of fact that they have a record that it's the it's it, it, as a startup business, it's got has the biggest losses in the history of uh, any British company. Now I don't know what they're going to make now, but but that's been the commitment, and thankfully it's been a great commitment for from Len Blavnik that he's put money into into boxing. That's brilliant, but I think he could have spent his money more wisely than he has. But anyway, who cares? At the end of the day, now you know the dust has settled. Uh, Beats here doing a deal with uh, Discovery, and we move on from there. But they're questions you should ask, ask him because he always refers. He's, I mean, never me, but he's always referring to accounts and things like that. Companies out. Well, saying that's what it is, isn't it? That's what he keeps referring to. Public. Yeah. Look, let's start off then by that news. I haven't spoke to you since that news broke that Dizone, who were very strongly reported to take over BT. Uh, that deal has fallen through. We've seen a, a, a statement from DAZN about that officially. Um, BT are in exclusive talks with Discovery to do a joint venture, um, also with Eurosport. So what does that entail for your business, uh, specifically, Frank? You asked me a question a long while ago, and I told you what the position is, is that Queensbury and myself have a exclusive contract agreement with BT. So nobody else could ever show any boxing. Even if the zone had taken over BT, they couldn't shown any any other boxing than ours. And that's how it is. So, look, it's all it's all panned out. How, you know, it is where it is. As I always say, oh, boy, everybody, you know, the world goes round its cycle. So we're in a different cycle at the moment. And uh, and now you've got to see what people are made of, what they can do. I mean, when we were, you know, going back to that Fox Nation days, we had a big issue with Sky back then, where they were only prepared to pay. Eight hundred thousand pounds in total for a, for a, a year's boxing. So we that's why we walked away and went off and done our own thing. So they're in a similar situation now, but we went and done that ourselves. And uh, we'll see, you know, what, what appetite as um, I say, Salim Blavnik has to keep supporting matchroom boxing. I know you might not know the answer to this question, but. Does that joint venture with Discovery and Eurosport increase your budget potentially for boxing? I don't know yet. It's all early days. But the fact of the matter is they obviously um, uh, you know, they look on the partnership, well, both parties look on the partnership as an advantage for both businesses, both companies. So that's got to be to the benefit of, of all sport, including boxing. You know, boxing, you know, it's no, again, it's no secret. The, uh, you know, their number one sport on um, BT is football. And a number two sport is boxing. They deliver the ratings. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good times. And uh, I'm sure over the next uh, few months, it's all going to pan out and we'll, we'll see where we are. But as far as we're concerned, Queensbury, um, you know, we're continuing doing what we always do, which is building, building, promoting and building fights and building fighters and bringing youngsters through and getting them into good positions because that's the back, backbone. At the end of the day, if you haven't got fighters, you know, no one gives a... No one really cares. I mean, they don't, people don't buy tickets to watch me or watch Eddie Hearn. They buy tickets to watch fighters. Last question in this one. When I was asking you, 
constantly about the zone and BT and, and those reports. Did you secretly know what was going on or did you have no knowledge of it? Well, I knew what was going on behind the scenes, but I didn't know what the, the ultimate decision was going to be. But whatever it was, it was going to be. And uh, and you deal with it. And we've dealt with it. And now they've got to deal with it. So it is what it is. Okay, moving on. At this lunch today, we learned that um, Tyson Fury has signed his contract um, for the Dillian White fight. 23rd of April is the date. We have no venue at the moment. But you also did declare at this lunch that Dillian White hasn't signed his part of the contract. So what's going on there, Frank? Well, he hasn't. Uh, that's a fact. Um, he's got until the 19th of February to sign under the terms of the purse bid under the WBC's regulations. So he's, he's got up until then. So he's done nothing wrong at the moment. Um, we would have preferred him to sign it. There were some discussions going on between the parties regarding... Um, Changing the terms of the purse bid, but um, we've we've now we now that's not between the WBC between Dillian's team and ours. But the bottom line is um, we're not changing anything. It's the purse bid, so it's an eighty twenty split with the winner uh, getting that four million dollars that's held in escrow with the WBC, which we which you were told we'll, we'll see what happens if. Will that ever go in? Well, it's gone in. We'll see, is that fight going to go on? We don't believe, we don't trust Tyson Fury. Well, he's here, he was here today. He's been, he came back um, from holidays. To launch a new drink. To launch his new drink. I'm drinking. This is why I feel a bit lively. Ferocity, Tyson Fury, ferocity. So I'll be doing, doing some, yeah, might take some of that. I hope you're getting a cut, Frank. <laughs> getting half cut. Um, anyway, the, 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 but the, um, the fight's on. All this nonsense about Tyson as well, a license. I mean, what, what planet are we on here? Why is anyone paying any attention to the bullshit that's said? It's like some kid not getting his sweets or something, or you're taking his toy off of him. Come on, please. We're all, we know what we're doing. We know where we are. The fight's on. All we're waiting for is one, one person at the moment is holding, is holding everything up. And that's Dillian. As soon as he signs it, we get on with it. If he doesn't sign it, if he doesn't sign on the 19th, we move on to the next one. Deontay Wilder's number two in a WBC. So well, Whatever it is, but Tyson will fight on the 23rd. Okay. Frank, let me just uh, pick up on a comment that you said there. You said that um, they're trying to change the, the financials, but not for the WBC, privately with yourself. So are there talks about potentially Dillian getting more getting anything more out of this deal or what's going on? I've got to be honest with you, I've got a problem with him getting some upside at the end of it all. You know, we've, we've laid a lot of money out and I've got no problem with getting upside, but the bottom line of it again is um, we're not obliged to do that. We want to make the world grand, but if he don't show up, if he signs and he doesn't cooperate, then that's his choice. I mean, let's get it right. We've got the most colourful fighter let alone heavyweight, in the world on this card. He's not fought here for four years. St. George's Day, England, and all the stuff that goes with it. You know, it's a, it's, it's going to be a big show. So do you think that's why he's been silent, he hasn't signed the contract? Because his representatives, his lawyers, are still trying to get every last penny out of this deal, which is obviously their job. You said it, it's their job. But um, the fact of the matter is, if you want to get more money, then somebody else should have put a bigger bid in. Um, where are we with Dillian's lawyers? When's the last point of contact you've had with them? I think, you know, my office is speaking to them on a regular basis, but, you know, we're, we're, we're now at a stage where it's 
The WBC approved contracts is there. They, I understand they, they, they're happy with the form of the WBC contract. It's just sign in, get on with it. I was hoping we could have done this yesterday, but anyway, we haven't, but it's got to be done by the 19th, so it's not far away now. 19th of February, okay. Have you been given reassurance, though, from their team, whoever that is, that they, he will put pen to paper eventually? No. No reassurance? No. Is that not a worry at the moment? No, he's got to the 19th. I'm not worried about anything. What worry have we got? Tyson's the champion. He either fights him or he don't and fights somebody else. Tyson Fury's the draw. Let me ask you a question. This was something that he didn't directly say to me, say this to me, Eddie, but this is something that he's inferred in interviews. Is Tyson Fury getting 80% of that $41 million? He tells me how many subscribers he's got for the zone, I'll tell you. Okay. Is that, is that a deal if, if he reveals that you reveal this? Look, you interviewed Tyson earlier. Did you ask him if he was happy about his purse and his money he's getting? You know what? His answer actually was that, of course, he's getting 80%. That is what he said to me. Otherwise, he wouldn't take it. Well, there you go. So you've got the answer from the from the horse's mouth or the champion's mouth. So you know you know exactly exactly where we are with that. Um, it's, do you know what? It's, I mean, you know, it, why he keeps saying all this crap? I don't, why don't he just worry about a fight he actually has control over, which is AJ, his rematch with Usyk. Why why is why is he keep talking about Tyson fighting Usyk? Why don't you know Anthony Joshua lost his title? He needs to reestablish himself, and the only way he can do that is to beat Usyk. So get it on, and then the winners can fight each other. Whoever wins, they can get it on between them. Why don't what, what what's the problem? There? Why does he keep trying to sidestep that situation? I mean, I know I was told that it only done allegedly only done six hundred thousand buys. Uh, on Sky or the box of uh, the last fight. I don't know if that's the problem, maybe not. Who knows? But that's for them to sort out. But yeah, you know, but you know what? Get on with your own business. Stop worrying about the fight that we put in the best bid for, the highest bid, record bid, so that we can get on with our business and stop keep bleating on about it. He has maintained um, his position that Fury did not want to fight Alexander Usyk next. Now, I've asked you about his comments, Igis Klimas' comments. I put that to you, but he he still believes that was the case that the step aside deal was ruined by your client Tyson Fury, and that he scuppered everything because he didn't want to face Alexander Usyk next. So do you do you have a comment on this? Tyson Fury goes to Germany and fights Klitschko in his own backyard. Goes to America and has three fights with Deontay Wilder in his own backyard. Do me a favour. What planet is anyone on even to suggest this crap? It's just, it's beyond ridiculous. Uh, and you know what? It's dead art today, so I'm not even going to address this anymore. The reason it didn't happen is because Joshua asked for another $5 million and Tyson said, screw him. What am I, he ain't getting any extra money off of me. Let him go and have his fight. And that's why, if you remember, Tyson, Tyson put that thing out saying, you know, you've, you've, cost you all this money and whatever, that's your fault. You're not getting it. So, but but it's, it's all totally irrelevant. Who cares about it? You know, on one hand, you've got, you've got, a, you've got a fighter in Dillian White who's saying, I'm not, I've been waiting a, a thousand days or 1,200 days or 10,000 days, I don't know how long it is, uh, to have this fight. So he's willing to step aside. This one's willing. Get on with a fight. So let, let Tyson fight Dillian. 
let him get his fight on if he's got the balls to do it against Usyk and then the, the winners fight each other. It's a no-brainer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let me ask you this. Once that step aside thing was happening, was there a conversation with Tyson saying, listen, Usyk's not going to go till May, but can we wait till May? Should we wait till May to make that undisputed fight? It was June. Was there a conversation to say, June, let's wait till to do that fight? One fight in one fight in two years. And, and look, before all this even come up, back early December, interview with you, I said, Tyson is going to be fighting in February. Do you remember? Before any of this stuff even come up. True. February, you said, and then it got moved to March 26th for Hellenius or Ruiz. So, yeah, do you remember? That's what we were talking about. So we're not, I'm not reinventing history. You know, for all the, all the guys who want to, you know, slag us off and do all this, I go, go and look, go and look, look at these interviews over the past, you know. It's nothing. We, I'm, we never changed our position. He wanted to fight. Tyson said to me, Tyson put, if you remember, he done an interview himself. I, I've told my promoters, put that fight out or I'm going to pack it in or words to that effect. That's what he said. So that's what we've worked on. Okay, last one on this Fury White thing. I asked Eddie Hearn how many buys he thinks this does on BT Sport box office. His answer was 700 to 800k. You've maintained that you believe this can do over a million pay-per-view buys in the UK and, and you still believe that? Even if Dylan doesn't participate in the promotion? That's Tyson's first fight over here. Prime time in four years. Everybody's seen what he's done. He's exciting. He's a winner. Um, I don't particularly care what he says, and, and you know, we will be we will be we will be announcing the broadcast details, providing Dillian signs. We'll announce them, and every and you, I think it'll do far far more men, more than a million buys. And you know what? One thing's for sure: it'll do according to um, what we're told. He only done six hundred thousand for uh, Usyk and uh, Joshua allegedly. Then um, it'll do on his own estimations. It'll do better than that. Okay, Frank, let's go back to last weekend where on Sky we saw um, Chris Eubank Jr. beat Liam Williams. What did you make first of Liam Williams' performance? He just didn't get into it, did he? You know, the first three rounds, the fight was just just what it was. Um, he got, I mean, it's a surprise. He, got, he went down to a couple of jabs, didn't he? And uh, he just never got back into it. And uh, he then, I mean, he tried. He kept working throughout the fight, he, you know, he, Took the fight to him, but he was behind on the on the scorecards, well behind. I was quite disappointed, to be quite honest, with Chris Eubanks because all that nonsense about he held him up, he didn't hold him up, he just hold him up, in my opinion. He couldn't finish him off. What did you make of his tweet to uh, Matthew Macklin saying his scorecards were a disgrace? Well, they weren't. I mean, I think, I think Matthew uh, was right. I'll tell you something. I'd love to have seen him and his him him and Matthew in their prime fighting each other. I know where I had my money on. You know, look, Matthew's there. He's you know he's, he works for Sky. He's an independent guy, and he said what he he felt, and that's it. But at the end of the day, cut for all the bullshit. You know, Chris, if you really want a proper fight, why don't you fight Zach Parker? If you've got the balls to step up and do that, or you're going to do like you always do, avoid people like you avoid the rematch with Billy Joe Saunders forever because that's what you do. Next generation, you're 32 years of age, son. 
Your dad had retired at that age and had 24 world title fights, and you're the next generation. God knows what generation I am then. I'm Generation X or whatever it is. We will speak about Zach Parker in due course. But, yeah, your old mate uh, got on the phone to me, Billy Joe Saunders, the day after the fight and said, uh, give me £5 million, Sky, and I'll take the fight. What do you think about a, a rematch between Billy Joe and Eubank Jr.? To have a rematch, to have a rematch. Uh, listen, I've got to say something. Zach Parker, uh, there ain't no one in this country who can beat him. That's no. a big statement. It's a big statement. We'll put our money where our mouths are. No, what, no British fighter, no British super middleweight will beat him. And if you want to earn some decent money, come and see us and we'll put it on. Also, uh, a welterweight called Conor Ben put his name out there in the hat for himself and Chris Eubank Jr. Do you think that's realistic given the weight differences? But, you know, obviously the history of the family names and so forth, and I get that, but it's, the, I mean, it's a bit of a weight disparity there, isn't there? And uh, who knows? Conor Ben, I mean, he's, you know, he wants another big fight. There's a, there's a couple of big fights there for him to have. You know, with old David, our man, all fight. Essendon, you know, there's two good fights for him. It's great, good. It's really lively. It's a lively division. They all call each other out, but we should get the fights on that matter and, and let the best fight the best. Well, Frank, I will ask you about that. I know there's been a lot of talk about Conor Ben and his fights potentially with Adrian Broner, Maurice Hooker, and then your guy, David Avenisian. Now, we know, well, it's been strongly reported that Conor Ben's going to fight Chris Van Herden. And also we've seen David Avenisian's opponent, who I will have to ask about a Finnish guy who's rated very low in box rec. So probably for the fans, it's disappointing what we're getting with Connor and David. Can you just talk me through that situation? Yeah, fight each other. Next? Do it next. No problem with us. Let's do it next. Let's do it. I agree with you. Let's do it. Let's do that fight. Do you agree that, that I know you've made this match and, and you're putting David on that show, but for both Connor and David, it's not what the fans wanted, their next fights. We know what it's not what I want. I want them two to fight. I agree with the fans. Let them two fight each other. Why shouldn't they fight? Listen, on Monday morning, Matram and us, two, I've said this a million times. First of all, we said we'll pay for him. So you don't want to do that. And he says he wants to, no, we don't see no one not getting paid. I said, we'll pay for David to do the fight. Two envelopes, put them on a the table. Whoever gets it, it fights on the, fights on the app or it fights on BT. Okay. I, I spoke to Charlie Sims, his manager, and he, at the moment he says David Avenison will pass that. He brings nothing to the table. Look, he's right, but... For me, it's a good fight. That the, I'm, I'm a promoter. That's a fight that fans will buy into. His argument was that you know, like you signed with BT and Frank Warren and then they're saying, we'll pay the purse to go on to his own show. Why don't you deliver him and fight? That's what his argument was, Charlie Sims. He's got a fight. With David? He's got a fight, hasn't he? He's, the WBC are going to put, put, in the next couple of weeks, are going to put out what their position is with the welterweight division. But while we're waiting for that, that's a fight. And do you know what it'll do? It brings eyeballs. And if eyeballs are on David fighting Conor Ben and he beats Conor Ben because I fancy him to beat him, it makes him even a bigger name, which makes his earning capacity even better. So it's great business sense and logical. It's logical for me, but not for anyone else. Just to go back to, just to, go back to Eubank Williams, a last question on this. It was reported from Sky Sports that uh, it was their highest viewing fight since uh, Joshua and Cornish in 2018 and Khan Vargas in 2017. Over a million views Sky Sports done on that. So your reaction to that? That's what I'm saying. There's fights fans want to see. They're obviously not missing match room. Okay. 
Moving on, uh, where are we with uh, Zach Parker and Demetrius Andre in terms of that purse bid situation? Purse bid's been put back for 10 days. Is a deal reaching? <laughs> no, we've not had any contact. We've, we've rang, but there's been no negotiation or contact. We've caught, reached out, reached out. But you know what? It's not done in 10 days. We'll just go to the purse bid. I'm not going to mess around with it. Get on with it. How aggressive are you going to go for that purse bid? You know, we're very aggressive. Look, I, I drink furiosity. So we're going to be really aggressive with that purse bid. Do you know, I had four cans. I had, Bob, I had four cans of this before the 41, four, it's brilliant. Four, four cans before we put the $41 million bid in. Furiosity. You, the drink that wins purse bids. Uh, Frank, can you give me any update on uh, your March 19th show? I think as we are speaking, your guy Matt's releasing something. Can, can we give us a March 19th you update? Win, <laughs> he knows more than I do. I'm, an, I'm just the young guys, March 19th. This is going to go out after five o'clock. So. There you go. Uh, Hamza Shiraz v. Jeff Smith. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Good fight, that. It's a good fight. You happy with that one? There you go. So March 19th rolls on. What happened with Callum Johnson, Frank? He's injured again. We're absolutely gut. I mean, listen, if it weren't for bad luck, he wouldn't have any. But um, what can you do? So he was, he was going to headline it. So unfortunately, he's not he's not up for it. Not, not well enough to fight. So we know March 11th, you've got a show at your call. March 19th, you've got David Avenetian back in the ring headlining. We're moving to April. We know April 23rd is Tyson Fury's date. Anything else in April that Queensbury can inform the fans about? We will be announcing uh, another couple of dates next week. Okay. Might that involve Daniel Dubois? Look, Daniel Dubois is the mandatory uh, to uh, Bryant, to Bryant. And I've got Bob's laughing because he knows what I'm going for. And I'm negotiating at the moment with... <laughs> so it's all good fun. Look, we're trying to get it over the line. If we can't get it over the line by the end of next week, again, that'll be a purse bid situation. But he's in a good position. This heavyweight scene in, in the UK is, is unbelievable with these guys with, you know, with, uh, Joe, with Daniel, and obviously with Tyson. We're in a good, got some good, we got some really good fights to, over the next uh, year or so to, to put on. So. Jared, and Jared, yeah, he's going to fight on the, on the card. He's on the card. Brilliant. Uh, Jared Addison will be live on BT in the UK. That's great to hear. A couple of more things, Frank. We saw Kalasal and Wasserman win the bids for Linus Adolfia and Denzel Bentley. So what happened there? Did you guys try and, and go and secure that fight for Denzel? We put our bid in and they outbid us. They must have been drinking furiosity. Cal is a big fan of Furiosity. No, uh, what? <laughs> they won the bid, so we get it on. You know, Denzel and him, it's a good fight. Lastly, uh, I spoke to Bob about this and the light heavyweight situation with Anthony Yard. Um, they look like they're going to make that unification between uh, Arthur Betterbeer and Joe Smith Jr. So what does Anthony Yard do in the interim, Frank? He'll fight. I'm going to give him a fight. I'm not going to let him sit on his backside and, uh, you know, come autumn after, these, after those two get there, the winner comes through. We're hoping to bring him over here. And we'll put a big show on with the winner against Anthony Yard. As much as we are excited about the heavyweights, when you think about Anthony Yard's last performance and you think about Bob's guys in Arthur and Joe Smith Jr., they're guaranteed walls. They are fantastic. Two, two magnificent fights. Magnificent fights. And, uh, you know, I just want to, I mean, it's a shame because of um, obviously. Ramadan, we can't. It, they, Bob can't get it on earlier, but it'll get on, and then we get we get the winner, and uh, it's going to be a brilliant fight. 
I mean, Ant Anthony is a good fighter, and you know he showed that in his last fight. I mean, he absolutely went about his business. How I know he can go about it, and looks a he looks a million dollars. Was there any more conversation between yourselves and Matron about that offer that they put in for Joshua Boatsy? Since Anthony Ard won't secure a fight with these two, he has secured a fight. He's the mandatory. The man, the winner's got to fight him. That's what it is. What you know? What planet are we on that he's going to give that up? They want to come. Look, they, they, look we made Lyndon Arthur against Anthony. He was number one. Yeah. Yeah. They got Callum Smith number one. So why don't they do the same thing with Boatsy? I mean, down the line we can get them all together. Okay. Well, listen, Frank. What? Over Boatsy, go, go and do what he's got to do for his man. That's, that's his job, not my job. Frank Warren, thank you very much for your time here in uh, Chelsea. We uh, look forward to a press conference for Tyson Fury and Dillian White soon. We'll have the next one at Arsenal. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Uh, it's been a great day with yourself, Bob and, and Tyson. Thank you very much. Thank you. And no more tough questions. Thank you for listening to the IFL TV podcast, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Sports Social Podcast Network.